Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, a show where you can feel regular geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's DL, what up? Hello, alligator. Hello. <laughs> hello, DL. What is it? Alligator crocodile? <laughs> See you later, alligator. Uh, how are you doing, mate? Mate, I'm good, I'm good. I'm loving the, uh, the looking forward. Looking forward. You're throwing out little Easter eggs already. Oh, Easter I love eggs, it. mate. Yeah, this is terrible. This is almost this, as this bad is, as the accent. This on the is show. his accent in the show. Uh, it probably is. That's why it's bad. Work in a museum, eh? <laughs> How are you? I'm good, man. I uh, yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? How is your other personality? That's apparently English. Ah, oh, <laughs> I mean, he's good. I guess he's good. <laughs> he sounds pretty chipper. You don't know. They don't really. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. the point, isn't it? Yeah, he does sound uh, chipper. He sounds like. He sounds like he's loving this this weather. This is very British weather. What is his what is his phrase he used? I fucked it up. He's like alligator. Later alligator. Later gators. Yeah, that's that's it. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Later yeah. gators. gators. Nothing nothing like any English person would probably ever actually say, but no I one you would hang I out with, but I'm telling you there's a nerdy dude out there that sounds like this. I've, <laughs> I've seen him. I've I would heard him somewhere. I'd love to meet that person. I Wouldn't that be if, great? I don't know if he would. He's pretty funny though. <laughs> Uh, just to give you a heads up, there will be time codes in the description. We usually banter a little bit at the beginning if you haven't noticed. I don't People know, apparently like... like that. But the timed codes, if you want to skip to the main topic, which this week we've already pretty much given away, is Moon Knight. You've, uh, you've you read the description ahead. by exactly, this point, by so now. they already surely know. know. Yeah, Surely you know this. Uh, otherwise, if you want to just kick in with some of the news, some of the things you've been up to, stick around. Yep. What, uh, what have you been up to, DL? Well, yeah, I finished Moon Knight because we had to do it. Because we had to? (laughs) No, I wanted to, but I watched like three episodes in a week, which I normally wouldn't have done. Um, Uh, My brother did the same thing. Him and his his wife, they basically, they weren't going to watch it. And then they sat down to watch one and just powered through it. See, it wasn't that easy to power through for me because it was so like heady and... I don't know, aggressive. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. It, um, it, 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 The the ebb and flow of it's quite difficult. Yeah. It's quite stop-start. Which is, I liked that about it, but it wasn't as bingy for Same. me. I kind of wanted to like sit on an episode after I'd seen it. Um, what else have I done, man? I finished Outer Range, which oh, is yeah? that. Yeah, we can uh, talk about that. Yeah, what's his name? I keep forgetting. I saw a great quote from Josh Brolin, who you're trying Josh to remember. Josh Brolin, yeah. Who basically said he didn't want to go back to do TV stuff, but if he was going to, he would only do it for a script that was like primo, like excellente. So this must be it's, good. It's, look, it's a good script. It's a good like character driven drama with uh-huh. like. Some side and it's western, so I, you know, of I like course. it. Uh, and it's, it's so like, there's oh, I'm obviously gonna watch it. Doesn't mean it's good, but I'm gonna watch it. Uh, but it's like it's time tropey, but so far it's like an interesting take on the way they do time tropey okay. stuff. Just because it's interesting and it's got a different spin doesn't mean that it will like eventually be substantive. Like I, I think it probably will end up being the classic yeah you know it all, they all end the same they always, don't they? i feel like they just <laughs> they have such good ideas it, it, the writers no, like, and then it comes to like the finale and they go ah how do we how do we do something different and just oh, do what we did yeah, last time exactly so like the, it's interesting so far like the yeah. beginnings have been not so tropey but okay. i have a feeling it will have a tropey end but it's not really really grounded in that right it's mostly okay. grounded in the, like the implications of this crazy because of the implications yes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> like the implications of time travel or whatever is happening on Sorry, the time I travel of, i've kind of spoiled a bit um but if you watch the trailer it's pretty obvious that some weird shit's happening okay um that part is like you you stay very close to the characters and how it's affecting them sure so and it's and there there are good characters and it's casted well and i'm enjoying it speaking of time travel timey wimey stuff yeah me and the partner, I kind of semi-forced her 
to watch the start watching the first season of Loki. Mm. Uh, I was I, I I don't know what it was. I was I think it was us talking about it last week in line with Doctor Strange, and we were ranking the episode uh, the episodes the parts of Phase Four that have happened. It's high value. And we were talking about Loki. And I was like, oh, I really want to. No, really Loki was good. Yeah. The more I watch other shit, the like, yeah, Loki was pretty good. It's pretty dope. I've, yeah, I've, 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 maybe at the end of this episode, I'd quite like to talk to you about what your favorite parts of Phase Four have been because, smash it, surprise for me at least, probably some of the TV stuffs way up there. You, yeah, well, I mean, not that surprising given the movies we've seen. Well, but also the TV shows are just easier form. I think these days, like to make good stuff, you you get more time. You do, and yeah. you get more time to tell the story as well, which makes then, makes sense. But the way the MCU has been so progressive and so positive in their movie making. It's almost a bit of a shame the movies are falling down because at the minute, I think a lot of people feel that they're holding up cinemas a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, I think um, I agree. It was they're not. It's not just because they're on TV. It's because they're good because you've yeah. seen some that are bad that are on TV. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so that are Marvel. So I, I totally agree, man. I'm I, I'm a big fan. And I just think I one of the other things I watched this week, Crimson Peak. No, I've never heard of it. What is it? Uh, it's well, it's Tom Holland or not Tom Holland. Uh, the other Tom. Hardy? Uh, no. Wait, was it? Be- you, you were doing Hanks? the joke. We're doing the joke. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're doing we the joke that Tom Holland does. Yeah. <laughs> what is his fucking name? Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Um, <laughs> such a good, <laughs> such a meme. Is that Chris Pratt he does that with? Yeah, yeah. That, that, you do the same thing except with Chris's. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I do it with everyone, really. I've just got no no brain. Anyway, he's he's the lead in Crimson Peak. It's Guillermo del Toro. Okay. It's like a horror. Is it a new no it was like 2009 or something really it was like far enough back where i was like huh (laughs) how have i not heard of this (laughs) how have i not heard and it's like obviously not his best one but it's definitely a good movie 2009 you say i think or check it out a brief synopsis yeah it's well it's a it's a creepy kind of little horror movie okay suspense horror that you know 2015 okay so not 2009 but anyway Pretty far, pretty long ago. Pretty far, I haven't heard of it. And it follows this, uh, you know, this guy, this this English um, entrepreneur from Tom old Hiddleston. Money. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston, <laughs> who comes from like this, like you know, very very like old money family, who's trying to reinvigorate his his wealth, and he comes to America yeah. looking for. He's interestingly third build in this. He's third build behind uh, two people. I don't. Oh no, I I know Jessica Chastain. She's great, but Mia. Wasikowska? Yeah, I would say he should be second build. Never heard of her. But to but be honest... But it does honest, have Charlie by... Hunnam in it as well. Bloody hell. Yeah. And it's got... The, How weird, huh? It's got the dude who's in The Dark Knight Rises. He's called Burn Gorman. He's in a bunch of... He's the guy... You know you know the remember. bit where Bane snaps the dude's neck? He's the guy who's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the other guy in the room at the time. Who's in? He's, he's a that guy. He's in so much stuff. Ah, uh, okay. I Jesus don't know who you're t- talking about. This has got so many people. Dude, that's why I was shocked. And when- who you feel in yeah. control? Yeah. <laughs> um, what, who did you say, Charlie? The guy from Charlie uh, Hunnam. Yeah, he's so. When I noticed that he was in it, I was like, "Huh?" Like, because he was big by this point. And I still, yeah. you know, I still hadn't heard of the movie. But anyway, it's 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 definitely worth a watch, and it's on Netflix right now. Okay, so. I'm gonna send this to myself so I remember to watch it later. Yeah. That sounds good. It's a horror. Yeah, I would say it's like you know how. All of Guillermo del Toro's movies yeah. like have tread a line of a like, even Pan's Labyrinth. That's him, right? Yeah, yeah. He he it treads that's a line of horror. Pretty horror-y. Yeah, this is like a little bit farther than that. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a little bit more horror-y than normal, but it's still you know 
just as much like weird and cool colors and okay. gothic. It's he good. does like pretty cool like prosthetics and things. I really There's like There's all that. sorts of cool stuff in the dot yeah. design. Like all his movies for sure. So you're not going to tell me any more than it's a bit horror-y in Guillermo del Toro. I don't want to. I think it'll, you'll, honestly, the one complaint, it telegraphs a lot. So I don't uh, want to telegraph even more than the movie already okay. telegraphs. Deal. Um, but it's good. Deal. Um, how about you, man? What else have you been up to? Well, watching? outside of Logan season one, we actually only watched one episode of that. Um, I'm going to take your usual line. I've been so slammed. We, I've only really managed to catch up with. We've now finished season one of Stranger Things. Mm. I would have liked to have got through the first three seasons before the new one comes out. Don't think we're going to have time at this point. When is it coming out? Uh, a couple of days. Twenty. I think it's the 26th of May, I think. I Okay. I so was... the same day as Maverick, so we can choose. <laughs> oh, well. And the day before Obi-Wan, so... I think I'm going to stick with Obi Wan. I was, dude. I was. I saw like Obi Wan on Disney Plus when I was trying to watch the end credits of uh, of Moon Knight to like because I forgot uh-huh. that, that there was any or the post credit scene, and I saw Obi Wan. I was like, <gasps> like, and I re- made me realize because I thought it was out. I was like, it made me realize I'm actually pretty damn excited for it. It's gonna be great. I'm, I like. I am yeah, genuinely I'm pumped for that. Not that a Star TV Wars show. guy as much as like others, but I am excited for you and Greg. I'm more excited for that than I am Top Gun Maverick. Oh, that's... <laughs> I don't think that's a big revelation. Fair. <laughs> and uh, the other thing, quickly, I've been up to this week. I finally got back to reading a bit of comic book time. Comic book time. It's mm-hmm. it's back, baby. <laughs> I, it? It's a it's an old one, and it's certainly one that I probably should have read in the past. I love the premise of this. So it's called Kingdom Come. It's by a dude called Mark Wade and Alex Ross, who's actually one of my favorite comic book artists. Just these weirdly hyper realistic drawings he gets almost like uh he, he gets like a model in and then will like sketch what he thinks like a superhero should look like from what the model looks like sometimes very interesting very cool follow him on twitter i really like his stuff uh what the pl- premise of the story is and it's one i think i've mentioned to you before essentially um we're a little bit in the future so the the superhero whatever genes have started to filter into society and we're getting more and more superheroes what happens is more and more naked models that he's sketching yes basically yeah yes, okay. and uh what Sorry, happens, I just no, to do we're not we're not going back to your character who thinks everyone's <laughs> naked that's not a thing um and what happens is essentially the old heroes of the dc universe your supermans your batmans etc become a bit outmoded and about outdated so people want their superheroes to be uh, by by the media people want their superheroes to be more uh maybe not aggressive but more decisive so for example mm. the joker batman keeps putting him in prison why doesn't he just kill him like <laughs> I, you get the, the question makes sense right like he's gonna come out and kill a bunch more people so why don't you just finish it batman's ethics stop him doing that and the point Moral is fiber yeah and the point <laughs> is that these superheroes of new breed have got to the point whereby they've essentially murdered all the criminals. So what they're now doing is they're turning on each other and the old guys, the old guard have to come out of retirement to put them in check. That's a pretty good concept. It is very similar to Jupiter's Rising, which, can I be honest, I'm kind of bummed that didn't get a second season. No, I didn't like it. I wanted to see what happened with the blonde guy. (laughs) Which was the blonde guy? I don't even remember. The guy that was like... The one who disappeared? That everyone's like, oh, he's so bad. He's disappeared. But I'm like, obviously, he's not that bad. Obviously, he discovered something. Oh, there because was a it, twist was the, it was the brother, wasn't it, who was the bad guy? The brother was the bad guy. That was obvious. Go back and listen to our episode on Jupiter's yeah, Ascending. Yeah, sorry. Plug. Or don't, because that was a really bad season. Uh, I thought it was 
okay. Do you know what makes that episode even worse? All right. The other one that we did the week before was got renewed. No, we did it. We did them together, I think. I think we did the two at the same time. I can't remember what the other one was. No, we didn't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. That would have been idiotic. That was a bad week for us. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Don't go back and listen to those episodes. They're terrible. The the episodes might have been fine. The content that we were watching. Sorry, we we were great. Yeah, we watched many bad fucking (laughs) movies, all right? Look, bad movies are more fun. I'm hoping to get you to do one next week. Oh, no. You know what? I'm stuck in a bit of a rut at the moment, and I'm okay. going to throw this out there to our listeners. Yes. Um, I would like some recommendations for TV shows. Different stuff. Don't just say Breaking Bad. Everyone knows that's a good show. Uh, still haven't finished it. Severance. What's se- what? All right, come back to it. Yeah. Listeners, let me know your recommendations for good shows. You know the type of stuff we like. Superhero stuff, sci-fi stuff, whatever it might be. Just something with a good goddamn story. I'm probably going to pick up the Josh Brolin one you've been talking about. Yeah, it's worth, it's worth a look. Yeah. Doesn't have to be brand new. Could be a little bit older. Spoke to a friend of the show, Andy, who's jumped on a couple of times. He told me about a show called Detroiters, which is a new comedy, which I haven't watched yet, and I'm probably going to try and pick up at some point. But yeah, mm. we'd love to hear your recommendations. DL, have you heard this week? This is the part of the show where we talk a little bit about some of the news that's been happening in our geeky spheres. I don't Things... think there was much this week. There wasn't a lot, but there were a couple, a, of tiny little, a couple of tiny little nuggets in there. Parched. Tiny little nuggets in there just coming out. First and foremost, did you hear that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has officially wrapped? James Gunn posted a picture on Instagram uh, with all the cast members confirming that the trilogy is officially finished. In, from his perspective. Um, <laughs> this is well, this, finally, from he barely... <laughs> well, this is one I am genuinely excited for. And it's a little bit bittersweet because like, I am pumped to see the film. Like, I want to know where their stories go, what happens with Gamora, etc., etc. Spoilers, spoilers. Um, but I, like I say, it's bittersweet because I, it's going to be sad losing that James Gunn-ness to the Marvel unit, the, the Marvel universe. Yeah. You never know. Maybe he comes back. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was He's wondering. doing all, he loves, he obviously loves a superhero movie. He's doing all sorts of shit. Absolutely. So you never know. I reckon they just turn around and say, what do you want? Like, which weird character? That's what, that's what DC did. He was like, I want to yeah. be Peacemaker. <laughs> and they was like, fuck, cool. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I'm just surprised that this wasn't finished already. For some reason, I thought it was. No, they finished the Christmas special a little while ago. Ah. But this was the actual, but the full Guardians 3. So when the Christmas special, holiday special, sorry, comes out, uh, we'll have to do that because we did one previously on the Star Wars holiday special. A lot of plugs here. Which was bad. It was real bad. Yes, a lot of fun, though. Did you also hear this week, we got a couple of new trailers. First and foremost, we got a trailer for Westworld Season 4. I did see that. Didn't watch it because I didn't want to be spoiled because I still haven't seen Westworld. (laughs) I know you say it's bad, but surely something happened. Have a watch, man. Like, this is... This has actually picked my interest. Like, I know I've been down on season three a bunch of times. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, I was like, this is shit. But um, this has got me back feeling it, you know? I think it's got a date that it's coming out on the 6th of the 26th month of 2022. I don't know when that is. Uh, maybe that's the American way of doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess it's teasing a lot of interesting character returns. People that maybe you should watch season three to find out that's why point. it's interesting they're there. Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm back on board for this. Like okay. the hype, I can feel the hype train. That's why I'm ready. Well, I actually did finish all my shows, so I'm looking for something new and I have HBO, so I can, I can watch this. Get on it, bro. Get on it. Um, did you see Elizabeth Olsen kind of made it like, Oddly, odd time to complain about the MCU when your movie just came out. What did she say? She she said, uh, yeah, like it took me away from the physical ability to do certain jobs as if like 
As opposed to the mental ability? Like what? <laughs> like what do you mean? Like what? I don't get the, why she had to add the physical ability. That I thought were more aligned to the things I enjoyed as an audience member, meaning like just a shallow dig. I don't enjoy Marvel movies, right? Uh, and this is me being brutally honest. Um, so I think she's just talking about how she was under contract and couldn't do like Lobster and a couple other pretty... Lobster. I guess that's a movie that was famous, won some things, that she like aligned to really well. And to that I say, fair. Fair, but... but... You take the paychecks. One, she took could, the paycheck. You could have canceled. You... Two, she was the best part of this fucking movie, so... Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I think that like that's a little unfair of me to like give her shit for that because we want people to speak honestly, but like, yeah, yeah it's just... Well, I don't know how honest he was being, but Benedict Cumberbatch came out and said he wanted to do 10 more years as Doctor Strange. <laughs> Is that just so people will stop wow. fucking asking him about it? Probably, like, man. Like, I want 20. Yeah, yeah. Give me all the fucking movies. Don't, I'll do them all. Don't talk to me until I'm at 15. <laughs> Again, because I want 20 more. You heard it here first. I want to be a 70-year-old playing the same character doing the weird finger things. Yeah. Did you, did you, see, did you know that Superbad 2 is only not happening because none of the cast want to do it? No. Yeah. Well, Judd, I mean, that's... Judd Apatow said he's been trying to do it forever, and like no one else wants to do I it. I can imagine that though. Yeah. Like you that's know? the type of film that you could imagine he's just busted out a script for, like immediately after the well, return of McLovin. Well, like they were like, he to... wanted to do one where he goes to college. Like Seth drops out, and they he goes to visits what's his name in college, and it could be funny, but not now. It's too They've late. kind of outgrown it. Though. Well, now it's way too late. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, too fast, too, too super, too bad. It could it could happen. Yes, but it would be like it couldn't be that storyline. No, because like, Seth doesn't like none of those people. Judd, uh, what's his name? Jonah Hill looks literally like Jonah he's Hill 40. is literally doing Scorsese movies. Yeah. He is going nowhere near that. Why not though? Like, why hate that so much? It's your roots. It's a good movie. It's fucking funny. Yeah, good point. I mean, uh, maybe I wonder if they could do a version where they flipped it and they were like the dads almost. I think that could be a fun one. But the problem with that movie is that that was lightning in a bottle. You got like a bunch of actors who were like right on the cusp of becoming big, but weren't quite there. Whereas now you'd have to give them like 10 million each just to join. I don't the know. I think that like really the only one that got big after that was like Jonah Hill. The rest are only big because of that. Other than like Seth Rogen, but he was already big. Wasn't well, he? wasn't it? Um, wasn't, it wasn't the girl who was in Spider-Man? I guess. Yeah, Spider-Man? she's, she's, she's that's, massive. She, that is true. She'd, be the, other, she'd Emma, be the other one. Emma Stone? Yeah, that oh, is true. Names but she's like not that big of a part of the movie. She has like moments, but like no, it's but mainly I mean, the four guys. But that's the point, though, right? Yeah. Like, she, but then it had all the other guys in it. Who were the two? Who were the cops? I've forgotten their names. They've been in everything. Yeah, but they're 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 a bit before. I, I take your point. Like, it couldn't it couldn't. She would have to have a bigger role than yeah, she would have definitely. had in the original. Like, which is or actually fair. She's she's good. Uh, but I just think that like the funny part about the movie is those fucking three people are just like kind of awkward dudes yeah. that are just weird looking and funny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but like, wow. So brutal. You were, you were talking about like, Matt Smith last week looking like he was an incest baby. And now <laughs> you call in Jonah I just Hill weird looking. Not Jonah Hill. Jonah, hit him he's, up. He's Come the most after normal him. one, dude. You're telling me Michael Sarah doesn't have a weird. Yeah, he does. Not even that he's weird looking. Just he's more weird sounding. <laughs> wow. he talks like this is very <laughs> you know what i mean and the other guy brutal mclovin i mean come on yeah i know he's he's great what was he in? he was in Not role weird models, looking right? they're just nerdy right he was in role models he was in something yeah where he was the guy with, with paul rudd yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's a funny film man. It I don't it's care a, underrated I mean. yeah i think so too it's one of those that probably all... probably doesn't quite hold up today like a lot of those films do don't don't I what, think it's um, better than most bad, com- like, mediocre comedies. That one had... Didn't it also have... What's-his-name in it? 
Uh, Stifler. Stifler. <laughs> yeah, he was no hilarious. one knows his name. <laughs> I do like know Sean his name. something. Sean something 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 something. It's like a double. It's like a double. Something something dark side. It's a middle name, or it's like a two name name. Sean William Scott. Yes, yes, that must be it. it. It's three first names. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's the boss at the end of the first name game. Yeah. Uh, final one then. Did you also see this week that we got a trailer for Love, Death, and Robots? Now. I don't know how into that you are. No, were. you keep telling me to do it. It's great. It's weird. It's just really like, it good. Depressing? It's not depressing. It's I got don't... some really humorous episodes. Imagine uh, like a Dark Mirror, but toned way down. And the episodes I just are never got like... in Dark Mirror because they started with something so aggressive. Yeah, the pig one. Yeah, wow. and I was just like, yeah, uh, like why? I've watched a lot of Dark Mirror, but it, I've watched the first episode, which is the, the, yeah. the, the pig sex episode. And it took me 10 years to go back and watch anymore. <laughs> At least, at least that's literally years. that's literally me. Like, that's how I've never watched another episode. Is. Yeah, it's which is not that it wasn't like an intriguing thing. It was just so well, it wasn't intriguing. It was just like a, it was a shocking concept. It was shocking, and it's just like was very depressing. There are some really, really, <laughs> really interesting uh, think pieces in there, and there's one that I recommend you watch because I think it. You know how they're all sort of set in like five yeah. minutes future, right? There's yeah. one whereby. Uh, everyone has like a chip that goes just behind your ear. But what it does is it connects to your eye and records all of your day. So you don't really have to use your memory anymore. If you've forgotten something, you just rewind back and you rewatch it. It's all stored in the cloud. But it's about this dude. And I don't know if you ever watched the film The Rock and Roller. Did you ever watch that? No. Okay, it's a guy who did like, uh, uh, Lockstock and Snatch, okay. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. And essentially, uh, it's the main character from that. He's really great. Can't remember his name. Fantastic actor, though. Um, and what he does is what happens, he notices that his wife reacts differently to a person than he expects her to. And instead of just going, oh, that's weird because he has this technology, he then goes back through all of his interaction, her interactions with this person. He can go through hers. No, no. He goes through all the ones that he's been involved Uh, with where she's in the room and finds out that this is a dude she'd either cheated on him with or whatever, uh, whatever. Amazing concept. And like the way it all plays out and how that. He feels about technology at the end of it. So interesting. Highly mm. recommend. They're all, I mean, they're all like the same thing, like technology bad. You know, yeah. like <laughs> Yeah, bad implications. But I'd say this Love, Death and Robots has got a slightly more interesting slant to it in some respects because it is animated. So they're animated shorts between sort of like five and 15 minutes. And each one is usually looking at like a dystopian future or like a aspect of similar, similar, but... As it's animated, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, less restrictions. Exactly. And you can just make all these weird scenarios and bring them to life. It's it's fun, man. I highly recommend. I will check it out. I have, I'm, Thank you. I basically am only... I've finished everything but Castlevania. Oh, wow. The, the final... That show. I, the final I, BDSM nail so in your coffin. It's that I watch it still. Nothing has happened for three seasons. But I'm still intrigued to watch. there are only four seasons. Well, that's my point. Everything happened in the first season. Yeah. The last three seasons, like, literally nothing has happened. Are but I'm still watching. To, are they building to a big war? No. A big scuff. Scuffle? You watched it. I'm telling you. you I didn't. Stopped. I think I dropped off after season No, you season didn't. I'm just telling two. you, nothing happened. Stop shaking your balls. Nothing. It's not helping the recording. Anyway. Nothing happened. Uh, yeah, that's all I had, man. Should we get to the main topic? I think you should go back and watch Love, Death, and Robots. Okay, well, we got that. Do it immediately. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on board. Okay. Let us know what you guys have heard. Obviously, a bit of a dry news week this week, but we love it when you guys let us know news that's happened. We've got one coming at the end of the show. And in fact, the Love, Death, and Robots trailer was sent to us by friend of the show, Luke. So thank you very much for that. 
hit us up at Podcast Assemble on Instagram, at us in a post or send us it directly. We love it when you do. Now then, do you, DL, want to preface our main topic to ramble about? Yes. Uh, well, we already prefaced it. So. We did, but <laughs> do it again. Sun. Why not? Sun day. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the day Sunday. <laughs> Moon night. Um, yeah, we're, it's a, what is it, a mini, what do you call it when it's not approved for a second season yet, but it probably will be. It's a mini series on Disney Plus. It is a series it is on very, Disney very, Plus. It's very, very, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it starring Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac. Uh, what'd you think of it, man? Well, well I guess, no, I, I'm skipping me. something. We have you a, are. We, we have a thing that we do. Why don't you tell me your stupid plots on me? <laughs> this, we do this right because we decided a long time ago, especially talking about TV shows, <laughs> we are really, really bad at surmising plots. So we do it in the stupidest way possible. Ideally, it's funny, but this week I don't think it will be for <laughs> me. Um, or it might just very be very literal. Uh, a great Oscar Isaac character flick with some mediocre Marvel, Marvel melee fuckery afoot. Wow. Yes. Direct. That was my... Yeah, that was very <laughs> creative. <laughs> Speak of no fucking around, that was... <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Mine's, mine's got a bit of a different tactic this week. Mine is... Yeah. Blimey, my name's Steven, <laughs> and I'm about to take you on the biggest adventure the MCU's ever seen. And no, it's not some silly... Egy- this is really hard to keep up. No, it's not about some silly Egyptian god or taking the action out of New York for once, but trying to change the perspective from every character having daddy issues to one where it's mummy issues. You sound like the gumdrop. Oh, and I'm a superhero too, I suppose. <laughs> Lockie, can you please edit that and post it as a story on Instagram? <laughs> you sounded like the fucking gum. Not the poo gum drop. Gum drop buttons. Not the gum drop buttons. <laughs> or, or it was something else. There was another one I couldn't think of. It was that and something that was a mix. This is the best one we've done so can far. Can you do that again? Blimey, I can't. <laughs> it's my. It's my. It's like Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fire, dear. All right. Uh, before I keep doing that horrible accent, which is destroying my throat right now, can you guess me what the IMDb <laughs> score currently is? I, I, I saw this. I can't pretend to know. It's 7.5. It is 7.5. Yeah. Which, you know, it's not bad, but MCU stuff, it's kind of low. Um, I interestingly, mean, honestly, I'm, it's odd to me that it's 7.5 because, like, I would say... Five of the six episodes were definitely above a 7.5. One of the episodes was below a 7.5. I massively agree. I wonder if this will come up when more people get around to actually seeing it. Yeah. Uh, Interestingly as well, though, beneath what Doctor Strange was last week, which we talked about, which was quite low on the the Rotten Tomatoes spectrum. Yes. That actually dropped from 7.7 to 7.5 in the last week. 7.7 to 7.5. Wow, that's a crazy drop, man. But can you guess me what the Rotten Tomatoes score is? Considering for for Moon Knight or yeah, considering last week's for uh, Doc Strange it was seventy eight. Uh, yeah, it'd be higher. The time of recording. Yeah, it'd be like eighty something. It's eighty seven. Yeah. Okay. Which is, I think, way more aligned to what I feel about this show. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought Doctor Strange also got a bad rap, man. It wasn't that bad a movie. No, it wasn't. It's just disjointed. I like the horror stuff. We've talked about it. Let's not go back there. Finally, then, do you want to guess me what the Metacritic score is? Um, eighty one. No, it's that too high. It's the golden hour. It's sixty nine. Yeah, I don't get Metacritic. It's fun, but I get it. Like they, they're very hard critics, but then sometimes they're not. 
It's really odd. Yeah. Metacritic is a I bit just, of a You always shimmels. aim lower, but as soon as I ever give it hope, it's I'm way off. So I'm just never <laughs> yeah. going to do that again. You can get it sometimes with the, uh, the IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, but definitely yeah. never going to get a Metacritic one right. Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned, this is a super diverse cast. Oscar Isaac uh, plays multiple characters. Ethan Hawke. I'm really not doing a good job here of talking about the diversity. He is actually <laughs> awesome in this. Well, Oscar Isaac him. is Guatemalan. Uh, is he? Yeah. Well, then I, they are doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, May Calamway. I'm never going to say that right. Calamway. Plays Layla. Uh, we have F. F. Murray Abraham. Abraham. Conchu. What a legend. Conchu. Um, it's such a good cast, man. It's, so, they're, like, it's not very big. It's very... It's pretty... It's quite specific. Pretty tight. Yeah, it's stoit. <laughs> stoit like a tiger. <laughs> Um, but it's Ethan Hawke and he's really like <laughs> look uh, one, one more time and I called this out last week Marvel are a bit too tight with their castings there isn't a good goofy IMDb pitch to bring you here there were two chances there's one who was a guy who looked like he was right out of the 70s and there was one which was just a dude's eye with fire in it but neither of them were goofy so we're keeping our current goofy <laughs> IMDb picture uh, image winner which is still Alexander Skarsgård who's got his briefs on for some reason yeah. now why don't we then talk a little bit about the plot? What happened in this show? It's quite hard to do. <laughs> this is a hard one. Did you like it? I did like it. Uh, I thought there was a filler episode, Ooh, but over one? episode three. Which one was that? The one that, where there was basic Marvel fuckery afoot. Basic Marvel <laughs> fuckery afoot. Which was that? Oh, which was like just like random little fights that didn't need to be there, and like oh, when, they went when they were Egypt chasing the first the Egypt. Time. Yeah. Yes. Like, uh, the Egypt episode could have been way cooler than that. And it was just like, you know. Well, it went back to you. Look, basically... Uh, justifying. It was we, a filler episode. Nothing happened in that episode. Look, we, we are meeting Stephen Grant. And he's a well-mannered chap. Who sounds yes. a bit like this. <laughs> uh, but he's always tired, right? Why is he always tired? Because he, 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 thinks, he's got, he thinks he's got sleep problems. Um, yes, yes. Um, problems. But problems. it turns out... Problems. That's what you said. Turns out uh, he secretly has a separate identity who might just be a superhero. Multiple personality who might be a superhero who is a superhero tied to an Egyptian god. He is uh, a human who is suffering from dissociative identity disorder. Yes. I really like that Marvel's shining a light. I mean, I know it's, and I know it's in a bit of a uh, feisty way. I don't I like think so. I think that the first couple episodes, it was like, fuck, I feel for this guy. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, it was yeah. really interesting. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so basically he is struggling with this mental health problem and his uh, alter ego just happens to be a superhero, right? <laughs> so he's got this other guy named Stephen Grant who plays Moon Knight, who is the avatar of an Egyptian god, Conchu. No, the other guy who's Mark Spector. Mark Spector. Who, yes, who is the he avatar, which means like he gets the powers of an Egyptian god, but he's also at the god's behest. Best. He makes like a pact to do some, some things based off the god. I'm sure it's different things. He does, and we'll probably yeah. talk a bit more about that as we go through. But yeah. interestingly, the producer of the show, Grant Curtis, cited such psychological thrillers as Memento as an influence for this film. And I can see a lot of the influence of that. Yeah, I mean, like as a concept, yeah, yeah, and like Absolutely. how they how they open and cut scenes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Totally. it's a bit knee jerk sometimes to show. Yeah, isn't it? no, like, I get where he's coming from, but like momentum's momentum's so unique that it's like hard to compare anything to it. But I oh, absolutely influenced for sure. I'm gonna probably skip ahead just a little bit to pacing, because I think to talk about the show in a in its uh, mostly uh, holistic way, mm. uh, it, you have to kind of talk about the pacing because at the beginning, when you just know of one, of the, really just know of one of the personalities, 
you get this weird knee jerk break stop start thing where when he's he's there sometimes and then he just wakes up Stephen wakes up somewhere else and you're like what's happening why are these guys dead yeah (laughs) it's like so I felt that the first couple of episodes of the show were they they dragged a little bit because you didn't see any of that but I liked it because I was like what the fuck's happening but it really draws you in and you sit there and you go ah and then you find out about the other personalities and then it just goes wild yeah well Honestly, and you can't really, we can't talk about all of it, but like, there, this show like reinvents itself like three times. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> in yeah. six episodes, which is pretty crazy. Like, you're constantly on your, on the edge of your seat because you're like, what? But I Wasn't think, expecting I think that. that's good because it gives you the sort of nausea almost that he's got flipping. Yeah, no, you feel that way. You feel the way he's, I mean, you don't feel exactly the way. But like, it's, <laughs> it's an, it's probably like an ode to how it he's is. probably feeling. Like, the it whole, is. it's thematically like aligned to the characters. Yeah, and I so. like that a lot. So let's talk a bit about the performances then. What did you, what did you think of? I mean, like, Oscar Isaac obviously was really good. Yeah, he was right? awesome. I mean, he he did a really good job, and he's honestly between the two main characters, he plays both of them, so <laughs> he gets a lot of screen time. He does, <laughs> thankfully. Um, and well, Ethan Hawke was kind of like good in a haunting kind of one-dimensional way yeah i mean even yeah. even with the dodgy british accent i think he really nails stephen grant I'm oh sorry. i thought you were talking about i was Oscar like ethan hawk didn't well, have i'll talk about yet. ethan hawk yeah. just a minute uh, i wanted to call out a, a really fun part of this character though uh rather than just having oscar you know act essentially against a green screen and then photoshop photoshopping that's not the right word yeah. uh, compositing him in afterwards they actually got his real life brother uh, journalist and actor uh, Michael Benjamin Bro De- Damian Hernandez to serve as his double. So there are times when uh, it's the he, you think he's essentially like CGI talking himself, but they've actually got his brother there, which I love, and it gives mm. it like a realistic edge to it, which some shows on movies especially tragically lack. Yeah, no, I I think it's I can't imagine how hard it would be to like record a conversation with yourself. I'd be so hard. And act it. Do you remember when Ian McKellen broke down on The Hobbit and started crying because he was like, I didn't sign up to sit in front of a green screen and talk at a wall. Yeah, I mean, there's that part too, but even just like trying to read, because you're you're playing off someone who's not there. Yes. Right? And it's also you. (laughs) Yeah, fuck yeah. You know, like even when you're trying to imagine how you would be, it's like a lot of heady... Yeah. How would you, with an English accent, react to the things that are happening around you? Gators, gators. <laughs> I, I thought he was like amazing. Um, Ethan Hawke was great too. Uh, this the is voice the second... acting though with uh, what's his name? Before, you were Let... for talking performances. Was... Well, we'll get to that. I, I was going to say though, this is the the second time we've had Ethan Hawke featured on the show in the past three weeks. What was it? Is this something of a, a renaissance for Ethan Hawke? Maybe we could call it a renaissance. What was the last Ethan Hawke? He thing? was in The Northman. He was ever so He was briefly. the king. Ever so briefly. He's back in a big way, baby. Like I he's, Dude, he's he was always good. I don't know why. He's always been in good movies. Name a movie that was like super terrible. Was he in Training Day? He was, was Yes. Yeah, great film. I mean, that's like what put him on the map though. Like, I feel like there was a big dip in the middle there. Like he didn't no, do a lot. No, but you're right. He did a lot of I think like uh indie flicks. Yeah. And like not high budget movies. But like I guess my point is that's a shame because it's not a shame, but like it's a, he should have done more because he picks good movies. For sure. And I thought he, I mean, he really clearly went to town on this character. So yeah. the character's playing Arthur Harrow. Yeah. He's technically from the comics, but he's just like a, he's like a one page character. Like he's a nothing. So they've created him from scratch and he used a load of interesting influences like a cult leader, uh, David Koresh, 
uh, who is a religious fanatic to build this character I who's that, that, he did that well then yeah I think it's really interesting and really subtle, subtly done like I really like that but we haven't yet talked about Layla who is she's almost as much of a main character as Mark is I mean like she get, she's important to the kid but I feel like everything about her is like in relation to Mark until the end she doesn't have a lot of age. Well, one of like, the what did you do to my dad? What did you do to like you know what I mean? What, okay, why you, you, you don't why think you she leave passed me? the Bechtel test? I'm not like may not really. Hmm. Interesting. We'll talk a little bit about more her her more at the end though. Yeah. Uh, go on then. Tell me about the voice actors then, because there were some fucking cool ones. Uh, the only one I really looked up was Murray Abraham, who yeah. and he is also in. The Grand Budapest Hotel, that's what it is. He's the freaking, like, head honcho of the hotel. He's a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, but I, I couldn't remember what he was from. He's in the White Lotus. Did you like him in that? <laughs> is he actually? You hate is it. He's in White Lotus. Uh, let's see. He is Bert DeGrasso. <laughs> Bert. Okay, cool. DeGrasso. The other stuff I don't really know him from, to be honest, but uh, he's in a lot of stuff. No, he was really good. His voice is very compelling. Like, what did you think about, like, we're talking about performances, and this is kind of separate to it, but, like, the design of the gods. Of the gods specifically. Yes. I actually really liked Concho. I thought it was really interestingly yeah, was designed. Cool. But, I mean, that's pretty much directly from the comics. A lot of those looks mm. all, all stripped pretty much straight from. Uh, but graphically, I thought they were really well created as well. Like, in terms of they didn't look... I mean, it was interestingly done because you didn't see any real interaction with the human characters and them, which helped because they were gods and yeah. they were essentially sp kind of spirits. Like yeah. Only the person who they wanted to see them could see them. It, yeah. it appeared. Uh, and I, I liked how they were created. They looked fucking and, awesome. And their reveals, like it was pretty cool. The reveal of Conchu to Stephen Grant in the beginning, like how it was like, yeah. kind of horror and you're like, what the fuck? What are that? you doing? Yeah, Bring the other like, guy back. Yeah, and they're like, it, there's literally no preface for it. Like, it just kind of happens, and you're like, kind of just along with for the ride with them as we well, talk. Well, that's kind of what Stephen yeah. is, right? And that's yeah, what's really exactly. Interesting about it. Um, so, in terms of the cinematography and world building, for once we can talk about an MCU property, and we're not talking about it's just sort of like jammed in to New York where everything else is. <laughs> I like what they did. They went to some interesting locations. Yeah. Like Egypt was there. There was one in the Alps. That was cool as well. Yes. I, I thought the discovery of it was the most interesting part as well. Like almost Stephen discovered himself in this new location and had to sort of survive that part. Totally. And it was so interesting, so good. And they were constantly hinting at other things happening. Conchu's clearly got these wacky powers that can just take him anywhere. Yeah. And it was like, like you say, like the show reimagined itself so many times. As soon as you thought, all right, this is a show with a superhero who's got these powers. That's interesting. I get it. They then layered on the fact that the gods all can get together and have like a powwow in, <laughs> in a, in a, well, I guess it's a pyramid and just yeah, like have a, a have a big old chat through, through their avatars. It's like, it's so interesting and all the law is so interesting as well. It made me want to go and study bloody hieroglyphs. Yeah, there was <laughs> there was also just a lot of good character moments, man. Like Absolutely. well mainly just like Mark and and uh and Steven, but like Sure. It was like really like well acted. Um yeah. it was I I enjoyed I enjoyed like the whole arc that they had. It had some pretty interesting sort of like almost horrorish elements. We talked a bit last yeah. week about some of the stuff. Not as crazy as that, but Doctor Strange. Yeah. No, no, not yeah. at all. No, nowhere near horror, but like 
some of the elements of imagine discovering there's another personality inside you. Yeah, that's that would, terrifying. That would not be fun. But the way they do it is they build it up uh, with reflections, not dissimilar to how uh, the Scarlet Witch character from last week you know, sort of like scoots around and gets Truth. in and out of stuff. I really like that man. Like the the way he would look at a reflection and he's talking to a different personality of himself. Imagine you're the person who's getting beaten up and the dude in front of you glances to the side and all of a sudden he's got a British accent and he's talking at you. Yeah, it would be You'd be like, what is happening? Do you, do you remember the, like... I guess we're not allowed to talk about it, but there's a, the, the, I'll keep the details. In the post credit scene, a coffee gets knocked over that has looks like it has sand and it's actually coffee. I haven't. I don't know that. You didn't see that? No. It's very similar. It, the reason I bring it up because you brought up the to the to the ocean in the yeah. In the, it made me think. Interesting. I'm say anyway. More on that in the later in the. Interesting. Pod. We we yeah. might come back to Doctor Strange a little bit because we've yeah. got some correspondence about that. But let's let's try and stick with this. Um, I just mean that I think that there might be. Connected. No, that's, that's cool. What, what do you think of the action in this? Because they kind of... I felt like they tried to bring it back to more one-to-one stuff in many respects. But at the same yeah. time, there was a lot of CGI, especially with the, the, the Moon Knight suit. Yeah, look, I thought the Moon Knight suit was really cool. Cool um, looking, right? Yeah, he, it was like well-designed. It was fun. But like the combat stuff was... I, I just kind of yada yada it out. Because it was just like... You know, the, the hard part for me is this movie is so like unique in or the show is so unique in other ways and it was like yeah. really really well acted and character and the plot was very very uh unique yeah that when it got kind of classic marvelly i was like oh this doesn't fit honestly i one like, of my it, one of my notes is literally for the first time i felt uh, i was less interested in the action yeah. uh when like the actual superhero in yeah. quotation marks moon knight when he was on screen was less interesting than everything else and yeah uh, I, I thought the struggle with his dissociative uh personalities was way more interesting and the, the cool fights were when it was like switching between the suit and the other yeah. one where it was, yeah. their banter was continued into the fight the boring fights were when it was just like mark specter beating everybody up yeah so the interesting um, part about the two yeah. characters is that we're preface. we're sort of trying to sort of say in a weird way is mark specter he is a mercenary yeah he knows how to fight he can kill whoever he wants when everyone's Stephen, the second personality, is not. He is a very gentle English bloke who sounds <laughs> like this. And he doesn't know what to do. And there are times when Mark is in the, the outfit, the, the Moon Knight outfit, and Stephen is in control, and the whole thing changes, and he becomes yeah. a dude in a suit. So Their outfit of, changes, and also his magic. abilities change. Because it's, it's magic, right? Yeah, well, it's just, I, yeah, I guess it's just the way it is, right? You, but I guess the, the banter between them in a fight when they're switching and like the suit changes and like obviously his abilities change as well because yeah. in the beginning at the very least Steven yeah. isn't very good at fighting so it's kind of funny because he gets his ass kicked when it changes. That was one thing that I, yeah. kind of threw me a little bit that I he just, just suddenly... got good at fighting. But I wonder if that's because he can draw Well, I think it's because he marks. realizes they start. he starts to realize they're the same person. And so sure. in doing so he gets Muscle confident. Muscle memory. Yeah, he gets confident. In, interesting point about yeah. the, the Moon Knight suit. I don't know if you know this. But this is really great. So a lot of superheroes, you know, they dress in black. So they, like, Batman, he hides in the shadows. Yeah, you've told me this. Yeah, but Moon Knight wears white, so enemies see him coming. He wants them to know he's out after them. <laughs> I love that. That's such a great wrinkle. Um, talking, talking about the suit and the CGI, you could tell it was a little bit TV budget at times. They clearly saved all their budget for one or two episodes. Which, and the, the cool battle at the end where your avatars are fighting gods and you couldn't really tell who was actually affecting who. Sure. I liked that a lot. That I cool. liked that too. There was the bit when it kind of went sideways and they both jumped up the side of a pyramid and it was like, mm, <laughs> that does not look good. 
Um, but I, I did love that there's an episode whereby Khonshu, uh, the Egyptian god, turns back time through, cool. through moving the stars. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. So essentially what they're trying to do is they're trying to find a location. We haven't talked about the bad guys at all. Let's, let's yeah, so, so like the plot that. is we find out midway through after the first couple episodes we're just trying to figure out what the fuck's happening. <laughs> and there's these people chasing Steven. We find out that the people chasing Steven are chasing him for this scarab that apparently his alter, his other personality, Mark, has stolen, which we didn't. Steven has no idea about. And uh, in essence, the the group of followers for another god, I forget what's the god's name. It's a good question. Anyway, Ethan Hawke is the avatar. That's the Amit. Amit, yes. Amit is uh, basically entombed somewhere and, and trapped somehow because the gods. The other decided she was yeah. too much of a threat and her perspective her is, persona her mo well yeah her mo is to <laughs> kill people before they do bad she judge like, them why, before they do why bad do we things. wait we, i'm a god i know what's gonna happen exactly and, rather uh, than giving them the free will to yes maybe not do and conchu is the one who exacts revenge on those against they those do who have things. done bad things so they're almost on the same page but, but not they're quite. Not, so they're diametrically opposed but not quite and so um, Spectre is trying to keep the scarab from Ethan Hawke because it shows where Amit is entombed. Yeah, correct. And I that was... is the plot we're basically following for the entirety of the show. Yeah, there was a point I was going to make, but I yeah. can't remember. But I liked that overview because yes. that is the sort of... Probably should have said that in the beginning. Yeah, no, but I mean... It's so <laughs> Copy hard and paste? To... Yeah, it's so hard to talk about yeah. the show without going deep on the characters. Yeah, I feel like yeah. they're the main part of this. And like, like I say, the Moon Knight stuff isn't as fun as the rest of it, so... Yep. When you do finally get them, the the gods on screen, it is super interesting, um, and that's what Arthur Harrow is doing, right? His whole sort of directive is to free this god. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about? And maybe I'm jumping ahead. You let me know, but uh, the tones and themes. There's a lot of. I think we, very we should really push into uh, spoilers territory because yeah. it's, it's tough to talk because essentially a big couple of things happen in, in the sort of third and fourth episodes that really drive that's true it's impossible to talk about tones yeah, and themes I mean, without that yeah we, but i mean we can talk about tones and themes and um i i kind of just went it, it was more of a mystery for me like than any of the mm. marvel stuff i've seen for a while i feel like that was a pretty big tone like tonal tonal shift of the movie when when you get to the fourth and fifth fifth and sixth episodes and it's just them having the big marvel fights like fair enough but the mystery bits were the bits that i liked the most like, ah. what, what, were you, what did you think Oh yeah, I liked that. I just liked the the character bits where they like were him and where he's having to face his past, and yes, they both have to absolutely. deal with it together. Um, so yeah, I, I thought like a lot of themes around like dealing with grief, accepting, you know, accepting yep. regret, and, and it's interesting because that's one I really want to talk about. But we handling will save mental it illness just for spoilers because yes. it is a really awesome part of the show. So three best and three worst. Then we do this to sort of say to you guys. Here's three reasons you might want to watch this, which are non-spoilers, and three reasons that you might want to take pause and not watch it if you don't want to, which are also <laughs> don't, non-spoilers. Don't want to. Later, skaters. Yeah. So what are your three best and three worst? Uh, the plot was really good. Like, was a, a, <laughs> I liked the show. No, it was just like a unique plot. Like yeah. It wasn't like a classic superhero movie or superhero plot or hero plot even there it was there really was a very plot, unique yeah. spin yeah. on on that stuff so it was a we've talked a couple of times over yeah. the last few weeks around you know your, your classic hero 
uh, stories. Yeah. Uh, this isn't that either. Like, we've no, had a lot of I mean, like, they, they do try and save the world at some point, but, like, that's yeah. really irrelevant. I suppose in many it, ways it does kind of follow the tropes of, like, a hero, hero art. I mean, like, all, all of these things do, but this is a, a very unique way of doing it. Sure. I guess... It's maybe, novel. The, I guess the interesting part you could say is that Stephen maybe has the hero arc and uh, interestingly Mark who's the one who is the action hero per se kind of is along for the ride he doesn't have the classic hero arc he has to be brought around to it well I think he has like the uh, the redemption like yeah, yeah more the so redemption than, arc but uh, Steven's but, kind of got the traditional yeah hero's journey it's interesting that they're yeah. in the same character yeah yeah um, and then Oscar Isaac is, and his two very distinct characters. Yeah, it's just really, really good work. Man crush. Central. Um, and then I just think there's other things, like specific things that I would call out. But I think it's interesting places for Marvel to kind of go with it. And I really like how they expanded the universe while making a character film. Sure. That deals with mental health. Sure. It's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's my first one, funnily enough. The spotlight's on mental health. I thought really yeah. interesting. Um it's really hard to do and get do well. Without, they did do it well, being though. Cliche or yeah. you know, or bad too depressing. Depressing. Yeah, I think they managed to stick on a line and stick to it, and it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the concepts really fun. Like I knew a little bit about Moon Knight. I I knew that he wants to see his enemy, his enemies to see him coming. Uh, <laughs> that's all you've I, ever said about him. So I think that's all. It's you great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I knew a little bit. Didn't know a huge amount about him. Uh, and I, I actually like that we started with Steven because the comics you usually follow Mark. Mm. So I, so I understand. So it's interesting that you got this sort of bumbling. You didn't, you weren't, you didn't think you were watching an action show. You were like, who's this guy? Yeah. But then we started like blanking out. It was surprising. Yeah. When I first, I had no, I had no context and I see this guy, I'm like, this is the, this is the hero. Yeah. Well, one of the things in the trailer that we can talk about was the action scene when he is in the Alps and he's driving the van. Yeah. And, he keeps fl- uh, Mark keeps forcibly taking over. That was a cool sequence. So cool and so yeah. well done. And, and Stephen's waking up. He's got a gun. I mean, it's a bit tropey, but like he wakes up, has a gun in his hand. He's like, ah, what, what's happened? The dead yeah. guy's just behind him. I, I loved that. Like, I, it was so much better than the other fights in episode yeah. three. It was way, it was super good. And that leads into my second one, which is some of that action that was super interesting. Um, it, it was good because you had Mark who was super proficient in what was going on. You had Stephen who had no idea and the bits where he was in control, like the bit where they're fighting the monster, I think in the second episode in the street and he basically yeah. teased the monster into going in front of a car. Quite fun, quite novel. Uh, and my, and uh, that was all three of them actually. I said the concept was Those really are fun. Three. Loved the mental health spotlight and loved the action. Yeah, what did your three worst? I just said parts when this falls into Marvel fuckery, mediocre yeah. Marvel fuckery, as I've said, and it stands out given high high caliber the acting and plot. Yeah, is. absolutely. So when when it gets into like the formula stuff, you're kind of like, Ugh. Um, that was one. And then episode three in general, I just found to be filler. I've, I've talked about it. Yep. So that, like it's it's kind of like you know for a six episode season, I'm like, surely they could have done something else, like expanded mm. it with more gods Introdu- okay. you know what i mean like they, they have all these six other avatars like i loved how they, they, might, they the- might be saving that for later seasons yeah but i mean like build a little bit here so like this, build with me i just felt like they're they could have they, they could have done something else to fill that hour other than because it basically was just a chase sequence to get them to the tomb nothing okay. happened so like do something else to build the lore or the characters or even even give layla you know another, more time uh, something else or even he even hawk to give us a little more backstory 
I'm on, um, on board with that. So I, you know, that was my second, and then what was my third? Um, yeah, the females had very little agency. It felt like I agree with that. Yeah, yeah though, I feel like there could have been a lot. I mean, there was only really one female character. In Why it. did I say females? Is there another female? Well, there are technically. Who? Well, in the beginning, there's the ones who are in the in the museum with <laughs> yeah, with Stephen. They do show up later on, and one of the things I actually meant to say in my three best and three worst was I liked, and we can't. It's tough to talk about, but there is a completely different side to the show when Mark and Stephen are losing in, in fights and they just snap and they're all of a sudden in like a mental ward or whatever you yes, call it. Yes, well, nowadays. you're not supposed to talk about that. But like it's in, it's in the trailers. There are bits where they're in there and it's like, we're going to come around to talk about it more Yeah, I have no idea what that is. Me neither. Yeah, and no one does. But it's that's what this show has like, it keeps you on your toes. Did you do all three of your worsts? I think I did, yeah. Okay, quickly then. Uh, I felt the first couple episodes did seem to drag a little. I got it later, but at the time I was like, ah, <laughs> this is this is real drag. Um, some of the CGI, not good, uh, especially with the Moon Knight suit, I felt personally. And just more purple lasers. I feel like that's a Marvel staple. If there's not a purple laser the, in there, well, that was the worst not part. Happy. The, I thought Moon Knight suit was fine. It was it was Ethan Hawke stuff. It just looked like yeah. he was. It made him look like he was a weird shape. And it was, I can't describe, I can't explain it to you. But he was when big. I, he looked yoked. Yeah, I mean, but he, the point is he's not. Like, it would have looked better if it just looked like he was the oh, normal the size. Suit, the suit. So, you know. Magic. Turn on the suit. All right. Uh, give me then, give me your rating of this. Is this better or worse than Aquaman 2018? I waited for you to finish and it is better than Aquaman. It is better than Aquaman 2018. We've done too many bets recently. We need to do some more worse. No, it's fine. <laughs> Let's keep this up. Let's keep this train going. All right, spoilers then. Um, it's really hard to dance around this show without getting into spoilers. I think the first point uh, I we should really get into is that essentially Harrow, he he finishes his plan, right? He breaks free the baddie Amit. Yes, and that's like what the last episode's about, the battle. And Harrow used to be Kanju's... Uh, he did, which uh, is an interesting Avatar, plot which we twist. didn't even need to... That, I don't even think that. I think that gets revealed pretty early. Pretty early. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he's like... It's obviously like he's he's kind of doing this partially in response to what he went through. Yeah. And you're watching Mark go through that because Kanju is kind of a dick to Mark. Yeah. Oftentimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's lots of... I mean, I was watching it thinking he's not a good entity yeah. no. i get i get that some of their immediate concerns align <laughs> but he's really not good for either of these no, people no. uh, um, and we'll talk about in a minute even more people's in a second um but i think what's interesting about that final battle is that um so what happens effectively is mark gets shot right mm. and we think he's dead i mean he is dead technically yeah and he to goes the, to the afterlife literally he's getting ferried there by the other god this was the bit where i fell off a little bit the fourth episode fifth episode he spent a whole episode with him on a boat i love going that. to the going to the egyptian i afterlife. loved it you didn't it was like it so interesting oh i thought you said you fell off like, I, no I, I fell off as in i fell off my chair i was uh, like what okay. is happening the show reinvented itself yeah well, and then he wasn't it the episode before that when we first get introduced to the psych ward where like you realize oh, maybe, or yeah. try and understand. Maybe it's the same episode. I forget. I think it was like four or five. And you just like all of a sudden, all the world you're in, you it's basically Ethan Hawke in a, with a different haircut. Yes. Interviewing freaking Mark Spector or whoever it is, Stephen Grant, whatever, who's in that moment. 
in a psych ward. And you're like, wait, so is he just imagining the entire well, story? Happening. Like, and they don't really explain it, to no, be honest. Don't. Not at all. They go back to it like multiple episodes, but like at the the way it ends is, you know, they do put they put away the bad guy and they've negotiated because uh, Stephen and um, well, we should st- we should talk about that whole episode, but that whole part. But Stephen and we kind of have to talk in chunks. Yeah, like Stephen, Stephen and Mark have come to an agreement that like, hey, Conchu, we since we saved your ass here, because I'll skip the details, but they do end up saving his ass and, and saving the world. You're gonna let us be free, and we're gonna kind of be free of your your stuff, your tyranny. Yeah, your t- your tyranny. And he, they, when that happens, they basically go back to the psych ward again yeah and then what's interesting is they seem in control at that point yes and and basically ethan hawk who is supposed to be basically the doctor interviewing freaking psychiatrist the psychiatrist interviewing mark specter saying you're sick and trying to get him to admit that he's sick and then he's imagining this whole thing that he keeps talking about with the egyptian gods like they turn it around and i mean like you're bleeding and he had just been died or injured there are interestingly sort of almost three distinct There's three layers, three layers. In this. Yeah, layers. Let's yeah. call it that. It's a cake. Yeah. It's a parfait. Everyone loves parfait. So there is the, our reality, as you would say, which is them living uh, and flipping between Cairo and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And Mark and Stephen are Conchu's avatar. There's this weird middle layer, which is that they are in a psychiatric hospital. Yes which seems to be a figment of Mark or Stevens' imagination. You never No, really actually, you find don't really out. know. That's the point. That's yeah, what I'm trying to yeah, get at. You yeah. never find out. It's so interesting. Then there's this third layer, which sort of connects to the second one, which is they literally fall into like the Egyptian afterlife. Yeah, which it's is just like, like meta, meta. Yeah. Yeah. And you start seeing the Egyptian gods more. And, and the Egyptian gods are doing what they're supposed to do. Hippo. The hippo who like is the god that like guides people to the afterlife where they're decided if they forever die in the sands or go to the green grassy field. Yeah. I forget what it's called. Osiris who lets them in. I thought that was a funny part when like, and so now we'll get to the, the main spoilers, I think, which is why uh, Mark and Steven have a split personality in the first place. Yes, and this is... This is a part of the show which yeah. I found most effective. Yeah, it was most I mean, it was, interesting. It, was, it grounded all the characters. It so did. Yeah. And so what we do, what you never know is so the, the the mystery I talked about when I was talking about my my three best. The real mystery is that you don't know why Mark's never realized Stevens there or vice versa. Well, sorry, yeah. Stevens never realized Mark's there. Yep. In all their time and. Mark's effectively been hiding from him. And Mark seems to know who he is. Precisely. Throughout the whole show. And the interest, the most interesting part is while they are dying effectively because Harrow shoots them, which is, I love that. It's not like magic. It's yeah. not like some nonsense. No, you just get shot. MacGuffin. It's just like gets a gun. and ju- It's actually yeah. a really cool old-fashioned gun and shoots him. Ah. And as he's lying there dying, it's almost like that. You string out your last moment into eons or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they go they, into they, the Egyptian afterlife. Yeah, yeah. and they have to... Uh, use the measures to make sure their hearts are balanced. Yes. And what happens is they start going through some of the past. Yes. And do you want to describe what happens in the past with them as kids? Ah, uh, I mean, no one really wants to describe that, bit, I guess. But yeah. The, so he, you know, Mark, you follow Mark as a kid and you see him and his brother who he's got a nice little brother little brother yeah they love watching cute. this yeah very cute they love pretending to be this like old school almost like indiana jones style yeah. um movie where it's like explorers and that you see them watching that then you also see them pretending to go play and one of them's 
Dr. Stephen Grant. They go into a cave and together. They go explore in a, a cave. And then it starts to rain. And obviously when you go in, because their parents, were their parents archaeologists? I don't remember. But uh, they go into this cave near the house and they're exploring and it floods. And when the cave floods, right, like what... Sorry, when it rains and you're in a cave and you've gone down, you yep. can easily drown, right? If the yep. if the cave fills up, and that's what happens. One of his his little brother drowns and he can't save him. And you follow through a cheery series of memories that through are, through Stephen, who doesn't remember any of this. Yeah, he doesn't know any of this. He's so like he's like, what's happening? And you see, so Mark's kind of pushing back, doesn't want to like relive yeah. the trauma, yeah. but they go room to room through this psych ward, which is like almost like a what is it a christmas carol yeah, style really style yeah. psych ward like experience they're running through different doors. yeah they go through different <laughs> doors and it's different memories but it's a psych ward which makes me wonder is that connected to the psych ward Could in be. the other dimension like because they're it looks similar um and you eventually get to the fact that his mom blamed him his entire life and she hates him abusive abusive to him the whole like, child but both mentally and literally physically and what mark would do uh, is he created a second personality in his head effectively to take the beating yes which is hideous. Yes, to take and the beatings Stephen and survive. Stephen doesn't remember any of that. Nope. Uh, I, I, so, it's a, but this, and I Stephen still this, calls his mom every night, thinking that he's talking to her. Which is yeah. massively strange and yeah. so interesting. But it's just devastating. This whole It's like an episode that just builds and builds and builds. And I liken it in a weird way. <laughs> I do this every time. To a How I Met Your Mother episode. Sorry to go on mm. a tangent. But there's this really affecting, really interesting How I Met Your Mother episode where you think the story is about Marshall and Lily, the main couple of it, basically, who are trying to have a kid and they're struggling. So they go to a doctor and all the way through the episode, I might have talked about this before. There are little cues, there are numbers and it's counting down from 50 and it's like one's on the back of a doctor's pad and mm. one's a clock and one's a taxi number. And as it's going through, it's counting down from 50 to one and they get to the end of the episode and they're both, uh, Marshall's thrilled because he gets the news. He's like, oh my God, like, we can have a baby type thing. It's neither of us. But the one hits was Lily pulls up in a taxi and it turns out that the real story is that Marshall hasn't heard from his dad all day and his dad's died. And it's this really affecting, really interesting build because you're totally looking the opposite direction mm. and it just slaps you around the face. And that's kind of what I felt when I was watching this. Like, not quite as uh, abstract as that, not taking you away in, in a different way, but the way it was building and you could see it happening and they were so happy and then, oh mm. my God. And then that affecting bit at the end where you're like, he literally created another personality to take the beings for him. It's just yeah. And it was well acted. That's the thing. So well acted. So like, it's hard to like pull that off if you yeah. don't have a good actor. And he, I mean, like it's a very, very like, it is something where you would be like, okay, this is what could break someone. Right. If someone, if their Absolutely. mom acted like this and, and it's like, and it's like re it was really affecting because he he was like sad to say that he created him, took all the hits and and all the work, all the horrible stuff. He had to take all and and like, stuff. but he's this happy guy, and it's like so he had to not only it, it he had to not only like talk to him about how that's what he created him to do, but also break the news that he wasn't real. Yeah, because <laughs> he thought he was real. Like he Steve, thought he was the main he, character. Yeah, which he's not. He was the creation. Anyway, it was. Uh, and that was so effective and so yeah. interestingly done. And I the way the buildup happened and was really revealed was quite that. good. So amazing. Um, just flipping back, then once we found out all that, the heart's balance. Uh, Stephen actually falls off the boat and becomes apparently sand forever. Doesn't happen. 
Mark decides because Mark to, decides to come back Mark from, decides the, from heaven. To leave essentially heaven, which yeah. looks really fucking boring, man. Who wants to be in a field of reeds for the rest of your life? What are you gonna do? It's the Egyptian way. What are you gonna do? Um, and then he effectively saves Stephen. They go back together to fight Harrow and finish the finish the job. The yeah. job's only half done. And this is where you get to the point where you you wanted to mention before about Layla's transformation. Yes, uh, where she. In order to help save them, Shikanshu tries to take her over, but she denies him because Mark has always said, "Don't let, don't, you know." This I think is, it's a, I think it's the character who's on the boat, the hippo lady, Towerette. Tau, yeah, that's that who right? she eventually uses so as an she avatar. She then becomes the avatar. She's she's again becoming an avatar. She's yeah. like, I see how Kanshu treats Mark. I don't want that. Yeah, I, I, and then, but she realizes she needs to have more power to fucking help. some sort of power to go <laughs> up against this bloody super villain who's got yeah. a big purple laser at his dispense yeah. uh it's it's really really effective i when she came out with a superhero outfit on she becomes the the scarlet scarab she looked a bit yoked i thought she was gonna get hippo powers i was like where's the hippo outfit i was so what is confused what is a hippo power i don't know running faster was, than your yeah, size lets on maybe she was like she just got real like <laughs> Real chunky out of nowhere. I don't know. She did have good triceps. I did. I noticed was, that after she, she got ripped, the suit though. on. Yes. But it was more the fact she had this sort of almost falcon-esque yeah, wing garment it, it thing. It didn't actually add up to the hippo thing. Yeah, but, it was a bit strange. But uh, together, they have enough power to essentially beat Harrow. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Which was, you know, the classic Marvel ending. I really like that. I mean, no need to talk about that too much. Do we talk about the post-credit scene? Yeah. I can ask you one question before we do. Yeah. Were the psychiatric scenes real? Um, yes, because this is connected to the multiverse. Okay. And but he, you think he was in a different universe at this I point? I think he could have been like, maybe this is an interpretation of dreamwalking, right? Like he, this guy, he is like mentally unhealthy, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, but that gives him the ability to see into what, you know, if we think dreams are other versions of the multiverse, why couldn't a vision like a... a, a Paranoid delusion or whatever it might be, be the same thing. Interesting. I'm just, uh, this, is no just this is me just, this is me just I just have no idea. Like I'm, I'm happy to stay. So in essence, they're both all, they're all real. All in any influence, <laughs> no idea. They're all real. So essentially there is a post-credit scene. Now, before we talk about that, you have to say that when Mark and Steven come back, they yes. bargain with Conchu. They say, Hey, you've been screwing us over here. We want out, and he gets he get, they he agrees very easily. He agrees <laughs> way too easily. It's a red flag. <laughs> also, incredibly specific with his phrasing. He says, "Yes, I will let the two of you go." <laughs> now, the post credit scene <laughs> happens to show that not only do they have Mark and Stephen, they have another person that they are not aware of that they are not currently aware. Which of. At, they did they did hint at that it many times. I was gonna show. say there's a lot of cool hints yeah. that hints that there's there's this guy that you're not seeing. Yeah. Sub, some subtle, some very unsubtle. Unsubtle. There's and if you're if you're a fan of the comics, you knew. you'll know that there yeah. are three personalities in there. And this is Jake Lockley. Yeah. Who I mean this is French? No, I think you you just was speaking Spanish. Okay. Um for no reason. But he also had a New York accent. Okay. So uh, I think he's the British one in the comics. He's a cabbie. I, yeah, I don't know what they've... I think they've changed it to be he's like a New Yorker cabbie. Either way, it's awesome. What, what effectively happens is um, we found out Arthur is in the psych ward. Well, the and it's unclear... It's un- a psych ward. It's unclear if that's because of like what happened after the reality 
that were those Egyptian gods and avatars. <laughs> well, I guess that's in all of them. But it's unclear if that it's happened after what we've just seen where they saved the world and he's been so destroyed by this god that he's now in a psych ward. Because they let him live. Mark yeah, lets him yeah. live. And, and there's a great point a podcaster yeah. I love makes about that. And he says, that's that's one of those TV tropes that he hates, right? Like, he, he murdered so many people up to that point. Like, you watch those episodes, it's like five or ten an episode. And then it's because it's the, like, the final guy, it's like, no, you've got to let him live. It's like, you kill everyone else, man, just finish the job. <laughs> he's the bad guy. Like, he's the one who's got the goddamn evil spirit in him, whatever That's it is. a fair like, call. Finish your job. It is, but, it is a fair call. But I guess the other guys were, like, still fighting to the death. This guy is, yeah. is incapacitated. That is the... Fair. He was lying prone yeah. on a, on a yeah. block. <laughs> but what happens is you, you see Harrow, he's in the psychiatric hospital, uh, he gets wheeled out by a man in a flat cap who you don't see his face yeah. and gets put in a limo. And in the back of the limo, he's with Concha. He says, Concha, you can't affect me. And he's like, what, bro? You haven't, <laughs> what? Met, you haven't met my third dude named Jeremy? What was it? Uh, Jake Lockley. Jake Lockley. Jake turns around with a silenced gun and just pew, pew. finishes the job. Yeah. It's brutal. It is a brutal ending. My favorite bit about this is it's contained. So if they want to leave it there, they, they could. can. They could. And if they wanted to come back to it, they could do that too because there's so much more they could explore. The country relationship is clearly still under country's control because he's got the third personality who yes. wants to work for him, who looks like a psychopath. He Well, and also there's moments where I think he actually, you, you're revealed to Jake Lockley. Lockley? Yeah. Where we didn't realize it until after. So I think in episode five, there's a part where he's in the psych ward again. Like it goes back and forth to him being in the psych ward. And he gets really, really aggressive because the because Ethan Hawke's character is telling him, no, this isn't real. He's like, fuck you. And his accent changes from normal American to like weirdly aggressive New York accent while also just having this really contorted, angry face. And I think that was Jake Lockley coming out very subtly and they were just hinting at... Mm, um, I like that. Hinting what was to come in like the next that. episode. All right, well, this is better than Aquaman. We've already said that. But yeah. what I'd love to know from you is... Let's do a little uh, a ranky rank. The worst thing about these being so good, this fifteen years worth of movies and TV shows, is we something has to be the the least favorite. So mm-hmm. let's just talk about the best, right? What's your top three from Phase Four? Spider Man. Yep. Loki. Yep. This or Doctor Strange. I'm gonna say this. Yeah. Uh, not because I didn't like Doctor Strange. I did. We talked about it last week. Thought this it was just weird. feels kind of isolated, but I agree. It's I. Better really just liked that they did something a bit different yeah. he talked like this the whole way through it's my favorite <laughs> now this is probably my my third third favorite of the lot well let me do a bit of true or false trivia for you then my man actually i've already ruined one of them that's good good news well done um <laughs> all right then so true or false uh arthur harrow was chosen as the main villain for the show because moon knight only really has one recognizable villain as bushman true or false the main villain for the show is true. It is true. Uh, the creators felt that Bushman was incredibly close to Black Panther's uh, Eric Killmonger, so they decided to go with a slightly different direction. And he is in the comics. like he's Mercenary guy? Yeah, not dissimilar. Um, this is the fourth time Oscar Isaac has played a Marvel character. Is that true or is that false? He's looking very confused right now. Marvel. Think think all of Marvel. 
I literally can't think of one. Not not just in the MCU. A Marvel character. Uh-huh. Has he played something in the X-Men? Getting very close. One. Spider-Man, no. What else is there? No, false. Uh, it's false, but it's three. <laughs> so he's obviously... So correct, but incorrect. Correct, but incorrect. Correct for the wrong reasons. Uh, he played... Successfully failed. Apocalypse failed and X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, failed successfully. Apocalypse and X-Men Apocalypse. Bad oh, guy. I do remember that. Really, really underwhelming. He yeah. voiced Miguel O'Hara in the post-credit scene for Spider-Man No Way Home, who's Spider-Man 2099, who we're hoping to see more... In the upcoming uh, yeah, No told, Way Home, you actually told Spider-verse. me about that. You told me about that. Yes, that's we talked about What's that the recently. third one. We this talked one. about that recently. That was the, it. This one, yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, okay. Finally, then the QR code shown in the shown <laughs> throughout the show actually divert you to uh, real websites. Sure. Yes. True. It is true. If you use your smartphone, <laughs> they redirect to a page on the Marvel website where you can read for free various issues of the Moon Knight comics, which I really, really like. You appreciate that. I do. I read one of them. Uh, actually, the very first one they, they let you click through to was uh, um, it's a Wolf by Night or Werewolf by Night. I can't remember what it is. It's one of the first uh, showings of Moon Knight. And it's also actually they're doing a one-shot of that in the MCU coming up in the future. Okay. So you're going to get werewolves, you're going to get all that stuff. Um, ultimately, I think this was one of my favorite parts of Phase 4, and I'm really glad we got it. Me too, man. And I think it's got high rewatch value. Absolutely. We didn't. We only talked about a few of the hints, but there's like three or four hints there's about Jake so Leary. Much more. So Lale, much whatever more his name this. is. We couldn't fit um, all of it into an yeah. hour or whatever we talked now. All right. Thank you for sticking with it, everyone. We do enjoy you listening to us ramble, and we hope you do too. Uh, where can they find us, DL? They can find us at the podcastassemble at gmail.com or podcastassemble on Instagram. Lockie, please put that English accent on. The- and some people have. <laughs> they have. They, ha- they, have. they haven't got the English accent on there, but they no, have. No, they, they, they have found you. They have they found have, us there. They have found Through us. all the handles. They have. Uh, without a follow, without a mention. <laughs> Friend of the show, Gordon, says he... Well, we to, to preface, we've got a couple of reactions to Doctor Strange. Right? Okay, okay, let's hear it. Uh, let's hear it. And I'll give you... I am curious, because people people be hating. I'll give you two. Okay. First and foremost, Gordon says, 7 out of 10. Uh, not as good as the marketing had you believe. He also goes on to say that if you hadn't seen WandaVision, he didn't understand most of the movie. You got to do your homework to ace the test, mate. That's it. That's you it. gotta do Come your on, homework. Jordan, you gotta do your do homework. your do your p's and q's. <laughs> God, I'm never bringing this guy uh, back. We, you go on. You go. I, no, I, I hear you, man. But I just think uh, if you let the marketing get into your head and say it was going to be a ten out of ten, you gotta you gotta judge it for what it is. I, I think it, it wasn't a seven. It wasn't. So this was one of the movies where I I've got my rule right. I watched yeah. one trailer and then I stop. This was a movie that was so hyped. It was even on the trails, even on in my gym. I had goddamn yeah, so annoying. There were tr- <laughs> there, there were posters for it everywhere. I couldn't avoid it. It's on in train stations in Sydney, and I'm like, I couldn't avoid it. So I, you just had to see all of the trailers. I only saw one to be honest, but because every time it was like coming, I just turned turned on music and shut my eyes. But look, I I think that seven out of ten is harsh, man. What do you give? Maybe maybe was it Gordon? Yes. Gordon, maybe you're maybe. What would you give? You know, oh some like. <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier. God. Gotta be like a three then, right? Like, yeah. but as long as you're... Cons- we don't do numbers here. As long as you're consistent, Gordon. That's all I gotta say. We, we don't, do but numbers. Gordon does. 
Good for you. And I, yeah, I appreciate you. Uh, we also had a quick message from friend of the show, Bertie, who said he enjoyed it and thought it was very different from the novel, normal Marvel stuff. He really liked the horror aspect. Uh, and he likes that all the trailers tricked you into thinking that Scarlet Witch may be a buddy. Yeah, but now I'm just never going to believe anything they say. Because no, they never. do this all the time. Never, ever, yeah, ever. It's like oppo. Moving on from Doctor Strange. A uh, friend of the show, Chris, me- messaged in and said, uh, he heard us talking the other day about movies that we hadn't seen that we should have. Yes. And I me- mentioned that I'd never seen Alien. And he says, you call yourself a geek. <laughs> It's fair. <laughs> he actually shouted at me. It's a fair call. Uh, I, yeah, and Agreed. we're going to have to do it for one of our upcoming segments. I've already seen it so many times, I don't even need to rewatch it. I know like every... So you I easily... You can be the, my, my guide into the movie. Alien. Yes, that's fine. Fabulous. Thank you, friend of the show, Chris. We appreciate you picking up on some random nonsense that we said once on the show. And finally, 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 thank you, friend of the show, Luke, who sent us a meme for the week. We're going to oh, put God. this up on our Instagram. It's not technically a meme. It's a YouTube video, and it is effectively a great video of Timothy Chalamet being replaced by Elmo in the trailer for Dune. What? That's actually. It's actually with the voice funny. and everything. Yeah, it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> Dude, Timothy Chalamet, I actually saw a video of him, and who's the guy that's dating Kanye's ex-wife, Kim Kardashian? I can't remember his name, but I know who you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, they did like a, a mumble rapper like skit and it's actually fucking funny brilliant yeah all right well thank you all again for sticking with it dl do you want to to wrap us up yeah man uh thanks again everybody thanks for sending us uh, a meme was it luke who sent it thanks luke uh we always love them give us a give us a review on the pod we do our best and our worst all (laughs) all at the same time usually and thanks Lockie. you know the job usually at the same time yeah mostly intertwined to each other Lockie, you know you know the job. You know the assignment. You gotta you gotta get that story out there. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, dear. And until next time, guys, have a good one. Tally ho. Tally ho.